AJ Gupta makes it his daily mission to make a difference to people's lives. In this podcast, you will learn how AJ began his journey into personal development at the age of just nine years old. He's since gone on to meet former presidents, prime ministers and presented to business leaders across 43 countries. And he makes it his daily mission to support and transform the lives of children and families across the world. From getting to know AJ, I can 100% vouch for his absolute determination to share his message that by making the smallest mindset and physical changes on a continuous basis, we can truly become the best version of ourselves. I'm delighted AJ is joining me on my podcast as not only has he made a difference to my life, I know he can make a difference to yours. So let's talk on to walk on with AJ Gupta and let's see where it leads. Welcome, AJ, to my Talk On To Walk On podcast. Can you believe it? Can you believe okay, I, we're here? I believe it because you're an incredible soul. I just, um, I'm, I'm grateful that you're doing it and you're, 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 we're here. You're, you're changing know. lives. Yeah. Well, I have to start off by giving you credit and you and your lovely family credit for helping me get to where I am today. And that's the, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to, I mean, I might work my, my way through the family, I'll be honest, but I had to start mm-hmm. with you. I wanted to get you on the podcast to just express that gratitude to you because I, w- I genuinely don't think I would have done it without your support and without your words of wisdom and guidance. So that's where I wanted to start. And I can tell you that as of um, yesterday, um, we had over, I think it was 1,050 as of this morning, downloads. Wow. So in just two months... So I know you're determined to reach millions of people. So you can add over a thousand now because (laughs) you can credit yourself with that reach because that's how you got me started. You were saying, Michelle, it's not about you. It's about the difference you can make. It's about the reach and the impact that you can have. Um, So it's not quite on the Gupta level, but it's on the Michelle Walters (laughs) level. And we'll take it, won't we? Because we want to impact. If we can impact one person, then we can have a success. So I wanted to obviously starting with you, AJ, tell us about you and your personal development journey. You talk about how it began when you were nine years old. And people will probably raise an eyebrow at that. Because, you know, people tend to exaggerate uh, when it comes to a marketing message or whatever. But this is actually a genuine story and an incredible story of how your personal development journey began. Tell us about the words, are you ready? And then what happened then? I am always born ready. So I was born and raised in London. Uh, we, my family lived in South Kensington. And when I was nine years old, my, my parents, both of them physically dragged my sister and I to our very first personal development event. And, you know, as you can imagine, at nine years old, you know, they didn't say to us, hey, we're going to be going to this personal development event. They literally just said, hey, we're going to be taking two days off school. And back oh, yeah. then I hated school. So I was like, whatever I could do to miss school, I'm it. And so they took us to an Anthony Robbins event. And if anybody's been to a Tony Robbins event, there's like 8,000, 9,000 people there from all around the world. But on day one, he has you walk across 2,000 degree coals barefoot, right? We call it the firewalk. And so many people are talking about the firewalk and I, you know, I'm, you know, looking for the fire and, you know, everyone's, we're at the Tony Robbins event. And all I can think of was this firewalk, firewalk, firewalk. And it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night and he has everybody take off their shoes and walk outside. And then I see the fire in the distance. And then that's when all these voices start coming to my head at the age of nine. I'm too young to walk across fire. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not old enough. I can't do it. My parents hate me so much. Is there something wrong with me that I have to do this (laughs) 
training, yeah. you know, all these voices started coming to my head. And I remember walking all the way until I see the 12 feet or 2000 degree coals in front of me. And then those voices got louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden I see Tony put his hand on my, on my, on my shoulder. And he said, are you ready? And it's, 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 it's impossible. I'm nine, nine, uh, nine years old. I'm like four foot two and Tony's six <laughs> foot eight. Wow. And I'm looking up at Tony and he's saying, are you ready? And it's really difficult to say no to a man that tall. So I said to him, yes. And he said, say yes. And he said, look up. And, and, and I took my first step, then my second step, and then my third step, and then my fourth step. And what felt like a marathon, because I was this short, fat Indian kid and it was <laughs> nine feet. I remember feeling the cold, wet grass on the other side. And I immediately turned around and I looked back, I looked back at that fire and I said to myself in my head, I said, if I could walk across fire, if I could just do something that literally three minutes ago gave me so much fear, so much pain, so much anxiety, so much uncertainty that I just said yes and I stormed through it, what other fires in my life that will show up? Right, not necessarily physical fires, but how many of you in this listening or Michelle, you've been through fires in your life, right? Yeah. We've all been through fires. It's a metaphor. So I said to myself, okay, if I can walk across fire physically, there's nothing else that's going to stop me. That was nine years old. That's when my journey started. Three years later, my family moved to the United States. We've been in Orlando ever since. But it wasn't until 15 years old was when the direction of my life completely changed. I was going through a very tough time at 15. I was, I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school in celebration. I was getting bullied because I was overweight. I was getting bullied because of the, the, the way I spoke. I was getting bullied for the color of my skin. I was getting bullied for, for being so smart. And I used to, I remember I used to, I used to not take the bus home because if I knew I took the bus home, I would get beat up. I, there were certain streets I wouldn't go down because I knew that if I did that, it would, it would, be an opportunity for me to get beaten up. So I was going through a tough time, right? And I knew sports was my only way out. So I decided to play, I decided to focus on one sport, a tennis, an individual sport, because I didn't want to have to rely on anybody else. I wanted to be in control, but I needed more answers. And I, I remember seeing an advertisement from, in an email that said, Tony Robbins was coming to Orlando. And I was like, this is it. This is my way out. And I rushed into my dad's office and I said, dad, Tony's coming to Orlando. I want to go to his event. And he said, you can go, but you have to find your own way there. <laughs> and I was like, yes. dad, I'm 15 years old. These events are <laughs> a thousand bucks. What do you mean find my own way there? He said, make it happen. Find your own way. So then I went into my sister's room. I said, look, I need to raise some money. We started to sell lemonade. We sold lemonade stands in the town that we lived in every single weekend after school. We raised a couple hundred dollars over the summer. And I was like, shit, raising money is difficult. Then I came across the Anthony Robbins Foundation and they sponsor kids my age at the time to attend the event. And I got a scholarship to attend this event. Mm. And so I attended this event and I'm writing notes and notes and notes trying to find the answers to life. And then one quote changed the entire direction of my life. And it was the secret to living is giving. And I remember saying to myself, that is it. The secret to living is giving. The secret to living is giving. But what does that mean? And then Tony Robbins said, if you don't give and grow, you die. Wow. Not physically die, but mentally, emotionally. If you don't give and grow, you die. And that's what I said to myself. Okay, if I don't give and grow, I die. If I don't give and grow, if I don't give and grow, if I don't give and grow. And I just started to give and grow since the age of 15. 
I, I, I read as many books as I can. I attended as many events as I can. I, I sat at the table, any table I could to sit and learn and grow. I, I, I gave back. I didn't have money to give, but I knew the most valuable thing in the world is time. And I gave back my time. I started volunteering at Give Kids the World. I started cleaning up after hurricanes. I actually organized cleanup crews in the town that I live in to help people. I became presidents of science fair in my school, even though I hated science fair, but it was an opportunity for me to give an hour of my time once a week to kids who hate it more than I did, right? I started to give and I, I built that muscle of giving and growing. And I gave and gave throughout high school, I went to University of Florida for two and a half years. I dropped out. I, I studied economics. There was only one thing I learned at UF was how to drink. That's it. I learned <laughs> more. I honestly, I learned more in watching other people do business and, and actually doing business than me learning business at university. And after dropping out of university, I remember calling my parents. I said, mom, dad, I just dropped out of university. My mom is crying on the phone. She's like, why did you drop out? You're Indian. You should be going back in school. And my dad, on the other hand, is like filled with joy. And he's so happy. He's like, finally, you dropped out. But he said to me, as long as you grow, I'm okay with you dropping out. Mm-hmm. Self-educate yourself. Yes. So that's what I did. I started to self-educate myself again. I started to read more books. I started to attend conferences. I started to give. And then I was attending a UPW, a Tony Robbins event, and his wife literally came up to him and said, AJ, we love your enthusiasm. We love your passion. We want you to come work with us. And I had no idea what I was going to be doing, but I knew it was an opportunity for me to what? Give and grow. Because anything to do with Tony Robbins, I I was there. Well, yeah, I mean, Tony Robbins, I mean, what what a story. What an opening to a podcast. I'm sort of, I'm going to get the popcorn out, AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Stop me in time, I can speak. What's next, what's next, what's next? And and this is why I knew you'd be so powerful. I probably didn't need to prepare it prepare in the way that I did because I can just let you talk and it's just so incredible and so many powerful messages in there when you speak you I feel like you're back there all these events have such an impact on you from such a young age that they are embedded within you they you literally open you up and that firewall will just pop out that moment even even down to to the bullying and the, the problems that you had at school that they're still very visual to oh, you yeah. I still remember the faces like yeah one of the guys actually Michelle you would love this one of the guys who used to bully me in school right he now, every Tuesday and Thursdays or whenever they, Tuesdays and Fridays, he picks up the trash outside our house in our community. Are you joking? Yeah. So he knows I, I was the kid. And so we just head nod every now and then. Now we're on cool terms. But it's just, yeah. it's just funny, right? Because I knew back then I said to myself, like, I'm not going to feed into any of this BS mm. energy. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, and the choices he makes, I knew that the reason why people bully it's because they're missing, there's something missing in their life. Most of the time it's love or respect yes. or they're doing it for significance. Yes. Well, I, I think that that is incredibly powerful. I think is we have to sort of block out other people's negative energy, don't we? And just, and, and that's what you did at such a young age that came from that, that firewalk, the impact of Tony Robbins, just taking back a little bit. And I, I don't, you know, I will, I will try and get your dad on a podcast, but in terms of the exposure to Tony Robbins, he's quite a controversial character, isn't he? I mean, he's in, on, a, on another level when it comes to life coaching and, and his energy and it, it, his credentials 
will speak for themselves in terms of he's like the most sought after speaker, a motivational speaker from like for the top 500 companies in the US to US presidents. And yep. It started with, with with your father, and he had a really dark time in in two thousand eight. And I know you were again very young; you were younger again. Do you remember any of that time? Do, do you remember yeah. it at all? And any conversations that you had with your dad around that time? Because I know he is another big influence on you, along with Tony. And quite right, you hold Tony in the highest of regard. But I think it's obviously the influence he's had on you. But it was mainly the influence he's had on your father, and that ripple effect into your yeah. family. Yeah, absolutely. So Tony Robbins, so my, when, when my parents physically dragged us when we were nine years old in, in 2000, my dad went by himself with one of his cousins in 1999. And they were forced to go because my dad back then and his cousin, no personal development. They thought personal development was BS. And, and so they got physically dragged and they completely changed their life. They saw a new meaning. They saw that there's more to life than just what they were learning and doing in London and they literally it changed their life and they said to each other we'll be cheating our family if we don't have every single person experience this so that's how it first started and then in 2008 2009 when my dad lost everything you know they did a very great job for you know protecting the family keeping it away from my sister and I you know we were still going to school we were still doing our everyday stuff I remember you know there were times where they said no that we couldn't go on trips and we understood that but I remember specifically one, one evening, my, my parents sat us down at dinner and they literally said, we'll be, we'll be having bread and water for the next couple of weeks. Something, we're going through something right now. They didn't tell us what it was, but they were like bread and water. Mm-hmm. I remember it. And I was like, I remember that day. I was like, okay, we could do that, but I want to know what's going on. Mm. And and we weren't told what was going on, but it only lasted. I mean, we really didn't have just bread and water, but it was. I mean, it, it got to that level, and and that's when you know everything changed for my dad. He went to an event. He actually got one on one coaching from Tony Robbins himself, from Tony's wife, and then uh, eventually it just led to coaching for my mum. Right. And my dad associated all of his success as a father, as a as a husband, as a brother, as a human being to how much money he had in his bank account. And when all of that disappeared, he felt worthless. But he realized that it had nothing to do with money. It had everything to do with love and connection. And as long as he had family, that's all that matters. You can rebuild anything. And, And that's when he swept in 2009. Then instead of, you know, he talks about it and I talk about it as well because it's so powerful. Instead of using pounds or euros or US dollars as your currency for anything, change it to love and respect and kindness and generosity. And the moment you do that, you become so wealthy. And, and you know, I truly believe, right? I am who I am today. You know, my dad is who he is today. Tony Robbins is who he is today, truly because of the secret to living is given the more we can each give and love without wanting anything in return, immediately our, our whole world becomes filled with joy and bliss. And that it's the bit, the, the giving is the easier bit, I think. It's the not wanting anything in return that I think yeah. that we, we sort of hit that, we can hit that hurdle, can't we? I, I do want to come on to that and, and I'll just hold that thought. I just want to take you back to when you um, you left for Florida and sorry, you left Florida and went to, was it San Diego that you, you worked with Tony? Yep. Were you about mm-hmm. 18 then? So, you know, was... you were determined, you were destined to work with this guy, weren't you? You really yeah, were. So, you you had yeah, that so, in your head. You visualized yeah, it. 
Yeah, so, uh, well, actually, when I was, so I've always wanted to work, work for Tony, but every year since um, about 13, maybe, my cousins or whoever I'm around during Christmas and New Year's, we do a goal-setting workshop, whoever I'm around. And um, it was 2000 and it was 2006, okay? So it was right after, I was 60, 15, 16 years old. I was in London at the time, and me and my cousins, during New Year's, we wrote down all our goals, everything we want to accomplish, whatever, right? 2006. In 2014, eight years later, I get, a, I get a text message from my cousin and he sends me a picture of the, the notes that we wrote. He had it in, his, in London in one of his cupboard. He was cleaning. Didn't even look at it from eight years ago. In it, and I wrote, travel the world and work for Tony Robbins for free. And in 2014, I was working for Tony Robbins and I was traveling the world. Right. Was he so paying it, you though? <laughs> he was paying me. Yeah. That's good. He was paying me. That's good. Right. I know. And, and it's and that's what I did. I, I you know, whatever I whatever I whatever I wrote down, I, I made it happen. But when I got the position, I got I got asked to join in late 2012 and I started in March 2013. I mean, there's about fifteen hundred to two thousand people apply for this position every single year. And there's only five people, right? Five people. And I was asked to join the company. So I remember, you know, they were like, can you send me a resume? I was like, I don't even, I don't even have a resume. So I had to literally just write one, you know, all my accomplishments, but most of them were just events I've been through Tony Robbins and all the uh, events I've been through in terms of personal development. But I mean, there were times where I got, they said, Hey, if you continue getting the results you get in this company, you're not going to be part of this company. And so there were times where I had to step up like step up like crazy. I, I had to I had to practice and practice and practice. I wasn't a great speaker, but I knew, I remember if you want to be the best at the best, you have to model the best. And Tony Robbins was and is the best speaker. So I literally spent six months just watching him, modeling the way he spoke, the way he looked at people, the way he stood, the way he stopped, the way he, the way he shared his stories. And I just, I modeled him and I practiced and practiced and practiced. There were hours and hours. I was in front of a, a mirror, just practicing myself. I would li- I would speak and listen to myself speak throughout the night, you know, while I slept to improve my speaking. I did all of these things, but I built the muscle. I put in the work and that's what we have to do. Absolutely. And you, you talk about the triad. Is it triad of, of focus, physiology yep. and language? Can we can we can we start with language? Because obviously the, the essence of the podcast is about um, we talk, I talk about the power of conversation, but not just with the other people, but. That self-talk, that the power of that self-talk. Yeah. So starting with the power of language and how it can dictate our whole life experience. That they they that was part of the teachings, wasn't it? Is and is that something that you then you took into to your into that yeah, the message to the corporate and, and wider world? Yeah, I, I share it with everybody because it's so so important. Language is everything. So let me let me give an example, right? The words are the words you describe an experience will then become the experience. So Michelle, if I were to say to you, let's say you're coming to Orlando, or let's say I'm coming to Liverpool, okay? And you have a lot of friends listening from Liverpool. <laughs> That's going to happen, to come. It will, it will happen. Now, if you say to me, AJ, I'm going to take you to a good restaurant. You're going to absolutely love it, okay? Or if, or if I say to you, Michelle, I'm going to take, we're, I'm going to, we're going to come to Liverpool and I'm going to take you to this really good restaurant. You're going to absolutely love it. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being you're so excited, you cannot wait to eat at this restaurant, and one being, uh, I don't even want to come. Based on that invitation I gave you, 
how would you rate that invitation? Okay, how would you rate that on a, what, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you're absolutely there and one being, uh, let me see what my schedule is Well, I like. definitely would be there. You know, I'd be yeah. <laughs> She's making it harder, right? But versus, what if I said this? Pouring with rain outside. Yeah. So I could be yeah. like, oh, do you know what, AJ? It's really cold and rainy outside. I don't know if I want to come. Yeah. I just want to stay home. <laughs> absolutely. So what if I told you, Michelle, there is a phenomenal the juiciest mouth-watering restaurant you'll ever go to. It's in Liverpool. It's tonight. Okay, so now it's at 11. <laughs> okay, yeah, right? So what changed? The words I use, the language I use to describe the restaurant changed. The language we use will determine the experience you feel. If I say, hey, there's a great restaurant, yeah, that's great. But if I said there's a juicy, mouth-watering, tastiest restaurant, you're more likely to do it. Mm. Same with your body. If you say to yourself, if you say, I am good, Okay, it'll change the biochemistry of your body versus if you say to yourself, I feel absolutely amazing. That in itself, like when you say I feel absolutely amazing, it changes the biochemistry. So the language we use will determine the experiences that we have. And we have a muscle of just using the same language over and over again. And and for most people, seven out of 10, that language isn't serving them. So I, I ask people to become aware of the language you're using, especially when you're around your kids, because mm. they're picking all of this up naturally. Like sponges, aren't right? they? Yeah. Like my three-year-old nephew, I'm teaching him and he's picking it up. I'm like, I have videos of him saying, I feel great. I am, I am amazing. I've seen right? him in a phenomenal yeah. yeah. and, and he will remember this, right? And mm. even if he doesn't feel good, my friends, even if you don't feel good at times and you just say to yourself, I feel amazing, it'll change the biochemistry in your body and you will start to feel amazing. Right. So language is everything. The language we use to describe even past experiences. Right. If I said to you, how was your 2020? And you said, oh, 2020 was OK. It was it was quite tough and, and miserable. I'm going to experience. Oh, yeah. OK. There's a tough and miserable 2020. But if you really ask yourself, OK, what was great about 2020? You add that word great in or they were like, you know what? I actually I took care of my health. I, I became closer to my family. And, you know, I actually took care, I took care of my health, mm. right? Change the question, you get a completely different answer. Right? And it's the same with the language we used in in our own minds, isn't it? And how you know, coming back to your story, you 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 didn't let the bullies beat you. You didn't let the the adversity beat you. You know, you you made decisions, and that's through that positive self talk. You have to have that self awareness, the positive self talk, and then the action. To, to make the change don't you yeah yeah and it's just practice yeah the more you practice it the easier it becomes yeah and and, and then that leads us on to focus so that's the the, the second part is focus and, yeah. and and we'll come on to physiology and, and the environment but the second part is focus isn't it and i remember a distinct time when you know we were having our one-to-one moments and i what i used to describe which i haven't had hardly any since since our conversations and um, is that spiral and mm. your question to me when I was having this moment of spiral was what are you focusing on Michelle what are you focusing on so tell us about focus and what I, I mean I, I know the impact it had on me but if you could just share the yeah. reason behind that that why you asked me that question at the time when I was feeling like everything was overwhelming me and out of control Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, focus is everything. Number one thing, what you focus on is what you get, right? Whatever your brain and mind focus on, it will get. There's a part of the brain called the reticular activation system. 
right? Let me give you an example. Michelle, what car do you drive? Pick a car. Uh, well, we have a Tesla. <laughs> okay, Tesla, right? Yeah. Now, do you remember the first day you got a Tesla? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you, did you notice a lot more Teslas out in the road? Yes, in we did. Okay, yes. why is that? Right. because I suppose we were focused on it yeah yeah so what you focus on is what you get what your brain focuses on it will get more of right there was there wasn't 10 times more Teslas driving around Liverpool that day right no. the number of Tesla sales <laughs> didn't increase dramatically it's just your brain started looking for Teslas and it starts looking for Teslas yeah right it's so powerful what you focus on my friends is what you get if you focus on why is life happening to you why is God punishing you? Why is this always happening to you? Mm. Then you're going to get those answers. But if you focus on, okay, why is this happening for me? How is this happening for me? Focus on the solution instead of the problem changes everything. Most people have a, have a muscle or a tendency to, to focus on what's not happening for them or what's going wrong or what mm. they're not getting instead of focusing on what they could get. Focus on what you do have, not what you don't have, and it changes everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one hundred percent, I'm with you. There's almost what do you do in in terms of the sliding scale of that. So you're having, in my, in, my, in you know, in terms of you've lost your keys or anything from losing your keys to losing a family member. Say, there's that massive sliding scale, isn't there, with that AJ and yeah. and and having your moment you you have to let things go don't you you can't instinctively just go oh I can this is happening for me you know you have yeah. to go through the grief and go through the pain and go through that oh I'm pissed off today and you can't stay there I suppose is that what you're saying well, you, can. That- you can you can you can stay pissed off and frustrated for as long as you want but it, it's not going to serve you right so we have a choice suffering is a choice right? We can choose to be pissed off and frustrated and suffer. And we can choose to be there for hours and hours and hours, or we can choose to say, okay, you know what? You can be pissed off. And for, I give myself five minutes or 10 minutes, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. I say, AJ, all right, you have 10 minutes to be pissed off and frustrated. But th- remember, I've trained this muscle for years and years, yes. right? It, it never used to be that way. It used to be hours and hours and hours, right? But to, to, and sometimes days of frustration. And then now it's minutes. But I, I, I give myself a rule. I said, AJ, you can be pissed off for this time. You can get annoyed. You can get whatever you want to do. But then in five minutes, you have to focus on the truth. You have to focus on the solution. You have to focus on, on, on what can you do to make things happen. And then you just train your body. And, and, and some days it works, some days it doesn't. But at the end of the day, it's, it's your life. Right? The only person that's going to be with you in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, 50 years from now is ourselves. Right. So we have to learn to become the best version of ourselves. We have to learn to to forgive ourselves, to understand that we make less uh, mistakes in life. We we have to learn from those mistakes and we have to constantly and 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 improve ourselves. And and when we have this relationship with ourselves where we're constantly and never ending and we're constantly and improving it, we just become a better version of ourselves. Mm. And um, yeah, go ahead. So I guess you need to get really clear on what you want. It, it, does it come around to that? Does it come? It, it's about, like you say, it's about choice. It, you, you can stay where you want 
I, I'm hesitant to use the word grieving because I do think there's a separate potential conversation depending on the yeah. extremity of the of, 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 of the situation. Um, but it, it ultimately, no matter how long you've been in that down place, it's a choice of whether you wish to stay there or whether you, you can do something about it, whether you have a good day and potentially a bad day again. But it, but it, you, it's about, I guess it, what you're saying is it's about folk. the focus comes to like, what is it that you want? What, what is it that you want for yourself? You have to almost exclude others, but ultimately you, how you behave impacts on those around you. So you have to fix yourself first and you have to yeah. decide what you want. Is that, is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, so, it's, um, so if, you're, if you're going through a negative time, let's say you're going through a negative spiral, you have, one thing you, is, is really getting clear on what you're focusing. If you're focusing on more of the negativity, you're only going to get more negativity. Okay. But if you focus on, okay, what are the solutions? How can I get out of this? What can I do to, who can I ask to get out of this? And your focus is on the solution, you will get more solution. Yeah. Right. But most people have the tendency of focusing on what isn't going to happen or what is going to happen even worse. And, you know, it, it just takes them down that negative spiral. Mm. Yeah. yeah it just it just you you spiral even more and yeah, yeah I've definitely been there and, and I knew it was something I definitely needed to fix and that that power of focus that you said to me yeah. Michelle what are you focusing on and what is the saying that you use where you, you your focus goes your energy grows is it yeah. yeah yeah wherever your focus goes energy flows yes right so in and, and if you don't choose this is key right I said this last week on on Clubhouse I said if you do not choose where your focus goes, meaning when you wake up in the morning and you don't consciously choose to listen to a podcast or read a book or work out or do something for you, there are companies that are paying billions with a B, <laughs> billions of billions of billions of pounds and dollars to get your eyes as soon as you wake up. And if you don't choose where you focus on, there are other companies that will choose what you focus on. And then nine times out of 10, that focus isn't going to help you grow. Yeah, it's rabbit holes, as I call it. Yeah, yeah, well, I made a conscious decision, which those who know me know I've been very politically minded over the years. And, and for, for the last six months, I've just chosen to just pull, press the pause button on the news while I, you know, realign myself with my purpose and the podcast and, and reconnecting with myself. And I had to put the pause button on that on that negative energy that yeah. was coming through the screen and like you say make that choice about what am I going to listen to first thing in the morning which rooms on clubhouse am I going to go mm -hmm. into when I need to obviously the gut to room and 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 then that you talk about and that comes on to physiology and your environment and those choices that again more about choice and and how you move your body and yeah. you know nutrition I'm guessing is in there and and, and I was going to just actually bring in your grandfather at this point because mm -hmm. If we talk around physiology, and, and he's probably the world's best example of yeah. making fabulous choices, and we can see the re rewards. I mean, he's 90 years old, and he does the, these planks every day. You know, mm. literally, I can just about hold one for 10 seconds. <laughs> and he's there at 90, isn't he? He was at Wimbledon yeah. as well. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible. He turned 90 this year, a month ago. He, he full of energy, just absolutely amazing. But it's... The secret for him is consistency. You know, we, we talk about moving the body. We talk about exercising. We talk about all these things that are a routine that allows us to grow mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and, and physically. And he does all of those things every day. And he's been doing those things for the last 70 years. 
you know, every single day he wakes up, he does his bed, he goes downstairs, he does his yoga, his meditation, you know, he swims three times a week, he works out, he goes to the gym, and only because he's been doing it every single day, right? And it ties into physiology. Physiology is simply the way we move our body. If I were to pay you, let's say a million pounds, and you would, and if I say, I'll give you a million pounds, if you were to describe to me, Michelle, someone who is pissed off, angry, and frustrated, and we drop them in a room, right, in the room next door, could you explain to me physically what they would be doing with their body language? Well, they'd probably be sitting a bit hunched over. Yeah, um, probably be sitting hunched yeah. over. What else? Probably, breathing. Yeah. Like breathing. Would it be shallow or fast? Um, well, probably... Yeah, like well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be conscious conscious breath work, which is yeah. I guess something I've tried to work on when I have my moments of feeling down. I'm guessing it would be quite shallow. Yeah. Absolutely right. So you don't even know this person. It could have been someone from Taiwan, for example. But you explained to me perfectly how that person would be if they were pissed off and frustrated. There are certain patterns that we do with our body. There are certain patterns we do with our head. There are certain patterns we do physically with our breathing that makes us depressed and frustrated. Mm. Now, Michelle, if I told you there was someone that was happy and joyous and excited, would you be able to explain to me what their body language would be like? Could you, would you be able to explain? Well, normally, depending on the situation, you'd be upward, looking up to the sky, smiling. Looking up, smiling. Shoulders back. Shoulders back. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. There are certain things we do with our body that make us happy and excited physiology my friends the way you move your body will determine how you feel even if you're like right now if you hunch over and your head down you're going to naturally just feel upset and pissed off so when even if you're pissed off and, and frustrated get yourself back straight stand up move your body because that in itself will just ch naturally change the way you feel when you're standing up and your head straight back like this it's impossible to say i am depressed and i am angry it's just impossible right so when you do those three things, you change your physiology, you change your focus, and you change the meaning and language we use, do those three things, it'll change your life. It's such simple advice, but it's something like you talk about, it's a muscle. When you talk about your grandfather be doing it for 70 years, it just becomes instinctive, doesn't it? Mm. You know, you talk about him so, so beautifully. And, and this is where I'm going to come back to the gratitude now. Mm. I mean, I know you talk about Tony talking about it, but I think your grandfather is a very, he's incredibly caring, giving yeah. man. And you, I think I've heard you say he's, he's a man who's also wants nothing in return when he gives, mm. like expect nothing and you will get abundance. Yeah, And this, it all ties into the secret to living is giving your, your mantra. I think a lot of people are instinctively givers in one, again, there's that sliding scale of giving. But some people give and do expect something in return. I think we're all a little bit guilty of that. <laughs> um, and again, my work with you is was almost, we were talking about, well, what, what do you expect? And I was like, well, you know, just a bit of a thank you would be nice. Or, um, or, you know, I did that for them years ago and they've forgotten about it. And 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 it's, it, it, it's wasted energy really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And that, that's the one thing that I've learned. And then also that, you know, if you are a giving person, it comes back to you in different ways. And that comes back to the gratitude, doesn't it? About, yeah. you know, yes, you're a giving If you give, you, you don't expect anything immediately back. But if you give without that expectation, good things start to happen. Mm. don't they and I, absolutely that's where you shifted my definitely shifted my mindset and that was a real epiphany moment for me in terms mm. of 
oh, I'm in this lovely house. I've got my health. I've got my daughter. I've got Patrick. I've got Hannah. She's going off to university. Don't turn on the dark, turn on the light, you know, focus yeah. on the positive. And it's all inextricably linked, isn't it? The giving, the growth and the gratitude. Yeah. Is that something that, you know, in terms of the influence as on your life in terms of your grandfather your tony robbins your father is that something that you now want you want to almost carry on that message to the world really isn't it yeah i mean we've the secrets living is giving it started way be, before tony robbins you know my yeah. it's just in our family right honesty living with honesty living with integrity and just being nice loving unconditionally it really comes down to loving unconditionally. Okay. And when we can love each other unconditionally, meaning just love without wanting anything in return, that will yield the giving unconditionally. And we should just give, give without wanting anything in return. And it doesn't have to be money. A lot of people think that they have mm. to give money. It doesn't have to be money. For eight, nine, 10 years of my life, when I, when I started to give, I really didn't give money, but I gave compliments. I gave a hug. I opened the door to people. I gave bananas, apples, um, water bottles, right? I didn't, there were times where I didn't have money, but, you know, I could buy 32 pa- cases or uh, 32 bottles of water for five bucks. And I could, you know, give 32 bottles of water to 32 different people, something so small. It's a muscle that we pr- I've practiced for years and years and years. Um, I remember when I was working for Tony Robbins back in 2013, I was filled with a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of negativity. And I was 21 years old at the time and I was traveling and, you know, speaking to all these different companies. And I remember the only thing that I knew that could get me out of fear, like the, 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 the opposite to fear is gratitude, right? It's impossible to be fearful and grateful at the same time. That's true. Physi- it's physically impossible. <laughs> so I said to myself, okay, if I'm, if I'm fearful all day, right, which I was pretty much all day, what can I do? All right, gratitude. Great. So I started to gratitude. So I did this five, 10 minute gratitude exercise. And then I turned that fear into to gratitude and appreciation. And I, I remember there were days I did it 10, 15 times a day, every hour, because I had to build that muscle, right? Mm. I had to set myself up for success. And eventually 10, 15 times a day dropped down to like, eight and then seven and then six and then two and then now it's just like I can't tell you like just looking outside I can I can feel gratitude being in this moment I can feel gratitude I've built that muscle of just being in the present moment and feeling gratitude and appreciation in the moment and it doesn't have to be complicated like you say I love it's this it's such a simple exercise but it's just something we need to keep repeating I think I've, I've laughed with you because I found the letter H in, was was huge in my life Um, I have Hannah Hendo's the dog <laughs> husband we laugh because Patrick tends to sometimes he's top sometimes he's third never much lower happiness health my home harmony that I, my healing that I've gone through the harmony that I'm looking to create in my life that that's my immediate when I wake up in the morning I go gratitude and you you'll be so I go AJ so proud of me you'd be so proud of me <laughs> but I keep it really simple but but it's, it's really effective because you instinctively wake up in a positive place and then I'm I'm, I'm in a positive place that I'm now then I'm ready to give and then I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to choose positive energy to come into my 
my focus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will I will choose a, a positive podcast or a positive room on Clubhouse to listen to or a, a book to read that's going to teach me something. Yeah. And it does fascinate me how it's all so inextricably linked. And I, I always remember your mum. I mean, it, Mina, you know, she tends to take this this back seat, but you, she she is the powerhouse of the Gupta family. She you know? is. I, I'd love to get Mina on a podcast, <laughs> in fact. Uh, like I said, I'm going to work my way through you all. And I just remember her saying about, because we, we talk about giving, and but you've got to look after yourself as well in order to, mm. to, to give more. And I remember her saying, you you know, something along the lines of you have to slow down to speed mm. up again. You know, you have to press pause. It's okay to do that. Mm. And again, that was a that was a stopping moment when I listened to her in your room and I just thought, oh my God, gee, again, I felt like I had permission to pause. It's mm. okay to look after yourself because when we you look to. after yourself, it gives you then power to and energy to, to give to others. Um, and yeah. then that comes back in all different wonderful ways. It's all about energy, isn't it? It, it is. And, you know, I tell people self-love and self-care is never selfish and will never be and has never been. It's actually selfless because Michelle, for example, if I, if I know, I know that if you take care of yourself and you have the energy you need and you are alive and vibrant and you are fit and healthy, I know for a fact that Patrick and Hannah will be taken care of. Yeah. Without a and question. It's, and it's given me the fact that I did that, that that, that reflection and that self-care and that pausing. It's given me the energy. It's magnituded. It's, it's magnituded. Yeah. Is that a word? Itself <laughs> in a way in the podcast, yeah. you know? Um, okay. Absolutely. It's not about, it creates it, such a ripple effect. Yeah. It's, it's, not, you know, it's not about likes and numbers, but really, you know, when I looked down, I thought, 24 countries I mean okay there was one ones dotted here there and everywhere but 24 countries I was like what over a thousand downloads and you know mm. just in, in in eight episodes and I just thought that's because I've taken the time to look after me first yep. you know I I know I I didn't I wasn't in the right mental headspace to deliver something like this I knew I was potentially capable of it mm. and that's what coming back full circle to, to to what you talked about at the very beginning, AJ, is about you knew deep inside that you deserved more, that you mm. that you wanted more, and you knew you had to take action to, to live the life that you wanted to live. And you you did that, you know, you, absolute credit to you at such a young age for learning those lessons. I'm learning them much later on in life, <laughs> but... But I'm grateful for the journey that yeah, I've had to get sure. me here. And again, that's something that you've taught me and your family yeah. have taught me. Um, it's about gratitude for, for even those people that you think have done you wrong. They've got you to where you are now. And 1% as well. I think that's another message that you gave about, you know, the, the, a lot of this is can be a lot to take in if you're in, if you're in a bad place or if you're in a low moment. And it is really just choosing one of these lessons even and just just honing in on that work on that from one percent every day to avoid yeah. that overwhelm um, and that that's really powerful too and I, I love that um I can't imagine you ever getting pissed off anymore AJ come on give us no, give us the reality <laughs> when was the last time you had a bad day <laughs> oh I got pissed off a couple of days ago you know just incredibly <laughs> pissed off um it yeah. happens right but it's I, I have to manage my emotions, right? I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's my choice. I, I've been pissed off and frustrated in the past and it hasn't served me. And so I, you know, I, and it's okay. I, I, and it's fun when I get pissed off and frustrated. The other day I was at the airport and I got so pissed off and frustrated. I was like, 
was like, I could have really, like, if I wasn't in an airport, I could have really created a, such a massive scene. I, I think we've not all been pissed off in airports. So you are human then, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very human. And I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I've made stupid mistakes, you know. I've yeah. learned so many lessons along the past, but it's all, I don't, I, I don't beat myself up anymore for it. You know, I just don't. I choose yeah. not to. If it's, it, it is what it is. I, I wasn't given a manual for life. You weren't given a manual for life. So, you know, we're writing our own manuals for life every day. Um, yeah I think you've answered the question one of my questions was about 18 year old AJ what what advice would you give him you know I I think you're you know what for an 18 year old you you weren't doing too badly based on your story so if you were looking back maybe even you were talking like you've got your nephew growing up now and I know you absolutely adore him and it's all about self-belief but what advice would you give to yourself your 18 year old AJ now I, I would tell myself to listen to myself yeah, I love that. That's it. Go with your trust. Gut. Trust myself. Your intuition. If I if I had if I had only done twenty percent of the things I thought I was going to do at eighteen, Jesus. So yeah. Thank you, thank mm. you for that. So in terms of just bringing it all to a close, AJ, I can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing. Mm. I mean, I can't even begin to give you the perspective the perspective of you, how, where you've been. You've been all over the world, and um, you've spoken to thousands of events through to speaking to people on a one to one basis. It doesn't matter who they are, what they've got, where they're from. You know, AJ's door is open. You know, obviously there's a, co- a coaching element to it as well as the the speaking. element element to it but you know not everybody can access a coach but in terms of where you are um you know you're daily twice a day I mean I do one room a week for two to three hours and I'm exhausted (laughs) you run a room twice a day pretty much every day it's it's weekly isn't it on on the clubhouse app and it's phenomenal I mean it's so blim and powerful you know you you just manage to get under the skin of everybody who comes across your path Mm -hmm with the most simple and wisest of words and mm. that that's what I absolutely love about you AJ and love you and, and your family and you have this massive commitment to learning and sharing everything that you've learned you're determined to help others grow mm. aren't you I mean it's absolutely your mission in life isn't it it really is yeah I mean I was given the opportunity why not share it you know I mean the, the beautiful thing about it is, is, you know, like you're out there changing your life, changing lives and someone will listen to one of your podcasts and go out and do their own thing and they will make a difference. That's yeah. that's the beauty of it. Each one, reach one, each one, teach one. You know, I, I was that. given an opportunity to go and see Tony Robbins. I've given many opportunities for other people to do the same thing. And it, it's it's part of growing. Pay it forward. And um, if we have an opportunity to help anybody grow, why not? Absolutely. Thank you. But before we finish, you're my first guest without, well, I can say this, probably with the, the least connection to Liverpool other than to me. I mean, this is, yeah. I, I'm all you need, to be honest. But I heard a conversation around something around Liverpool Football Club going on a few months ago. Is something still bubbling there? Yeah, it's still happening. It's just it's taking a little bit while because there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. But I spoke to my dad yesterday. We're creating an app with the Liverpool Football Club to promote social and emotional learning, to promote positivity throughout the, not only just people in Liverpool, but using Liverpool Football Club as a way to, their leverage to impact millions of people all around the world. So, I mean, it's going to be absolutely incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. That is incredible. What a platform and what a combination of, of skills, because I know they're doing incredibly amazing stuff there, especially at the foundation. Combined with the Gupta family, I mean, in terms of hitting the most diverse range of, of people from across the world, you know, what access that will give you. Absolutely. And the power of, of the words that you're going to give back to Liverpool Football Club and the people that access that app is really, really powerful. So I still have my Liverpool connection. I can still tick that box. And in fact, you yes. maybe realise it's a question I'm going to ask all my guests. They're going to have to have one thing because it is a city that we do get everywhere. It has had impact for many, 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 many years. And um, I can't believe that, that it hasn't touched someone in some way at some point in their lives so thank you for that and AJ thank you so so much for giving up your incredibly precious time I really appreciate it and thank you for what you've done for me honestly you really have okay I'm not going to cry you really have made a difference to my life and my family's life and now so more than a thousand people who've downloaded the podcast and hopefully that will just continue to grow so I thank you from the bottom of my heart, AJ. Um, give my regards to your beautiful family and let them know how amazing you did today. And let's celebrate and be grateful. And I will, will continue to give, grow. And the secret to living is giving. And that's the yeah. message, isn't it? That's the message. That's good, got to be the title of this podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> it Surely. Does. Yep. Thank you, thank AJ. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you.